Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And welcome back, Duke City. Friends of the show, loyal listeners, maybe a first-timer out there. Whether you're listening 95.9 FM, AM 610, talkabq.com, the KNML app, the TuneIn app, you're listening in the future from Spotify or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. Two hours in the book, one hour to go. Before we went to break, we're talking about uh, Amory Castillo. Oh, my gosh. Look at your name origin. My name origin. Well, Amory's my stage name. Uh, people are like, I can't believe you tell people that. I'm like, you can kind of figure it out if you look at me up on the internet. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh, I was living in New York City for 15 years, and I had this really cool side hustle. When I, I, I was 21 at the time, I just moved to New York, and... I found out about club promoters, you know, the creepy guys who get all the young, hot girls to go to the club. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you guys would appreciate this. You you and uh, Fred are hustlers, and uh, you, you you guys all about that business, getting that bag. I asked the promoters, because I was just like, I went out with some models one time to a club when I first moved there, and I was like, so you guys get paid to bring hot girls to a club? And they're like, yeah, and there's like different deals and stuff. And I was like, I should do that because girls will trust me over a creepy club promoter guy. So these two club promoter guys hired me to be their undercover promoter. So I'd go around to bars, get a bunch of chicks, and go to clubs, and they would pay me. So long story short, you had to change your name so you didn't get involved in any legal action because you are a pimp. So ex- this is the this is the origin story of when you became a pimp in New York City. Man, that's actually way cooler than the story I was going to tell you. What are you right talking now. about? All right, I we'll exposed stick to that your story. real story. Mm-hmm. What are the statute of limitations? I mean, twenty one was so long ago. That's true. Just say you were a pimp in New York City. Gosh, we'll just stick it to that. So that's how Amory <laughs> was born. But the one that's the promoters, your pimp name. The one that one day the one promoter was like Amory, and I was like. That's not my name. He's like, it is now. <laughs> I was like, cool. Sweet. So we'll stick with uh, I became a pimp. That's kind of like a Jamie Foxx-ish. Yeah, and then it became my stage name. And then yeah, just became ev- your- and then it's weird. Just everyone started calling me it. I was like, I guess this is my stage name. So Jamie Foxx was born Eric Marlin Bishop. I don't know if you know that. I know there's a couple celebrities who don't use their real name. There's a bunch. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's an overwhelming... A uh, number of celebrities and authors and et cetera, et cetera, who don't use their real names. Jamie Foxx, uh, a.k.a. Eric Bishop, was having trouble on open mic nights getting his name called. I'm telling you. Because there were dozens of dudes and only a couple women. So he That's started really making funny. up women's names. That's very funny. Unisex, but mostly female-sounding names. And the one that stuck the most was Jamie Foxx. So he had a unisex name that turned into his stage name. Yeah, well, 
that that's that's a good story too. My favorite part though is I grew up in Albuquerque, not by A. Marie. I come back after seventeen years on the radio in the public eye, and wherever I go, wherever I'm performing stand up, they're like, "We're not calling you A. Marie." Like people who grew up with me here were like, "We're not calling you that." I I also have a pseudonym. Uh, it's not Hollywood or six ten. <laughs> Like the two casinos like are calling me Like the people you, like in Carlsbad or whatever, they're like, I'm not calling you that? Uh, yeah, 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 totally. So it's uh, Ronnie Durbitz. <laughs> what? Is that your so, real name? So no, no, no. Van, Van <laughs> is actually. I was like, wait, what? So Van is actually my real name. It's not a stage name. It's not an acronym for anything. My first name is Mine's actually. kind Van. of an acronym. It's actually Van. But uh, you remember back in the day, you'd set up like a video game profile or whatever, yes. an avatar? Yes. And I would make up names for all of my friends. So I would make up their characters, make up their silly names, because I was the the creative type. I was the class clown back in the day. So I'd make everyone funny names. And one I kept using over and over again was Ronnie Derbitz. Oh, And eventually great. I had a, a group of friends start calling me that. So there's a whole dozens, if not hundred people that I know that from, call you that? from teenage and a slightly past teenage years that call me derbits okay see it's just there's those names and that's what happens when people i grew up with and went to high school they come to my show they're like yeah i'm not calling you amory or that, people that have known you forever or that people call into the radio show they recognize my voice and they're like hey did you go to Eldorado? and then they ask about the name i grew up on and i'm like yeah that's me the same person same person so you had the same voice in high school as you do now yeah oh my god you peaked early just like <laughs> me ninth grade <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the whole story. But anyways, I still can't figure out why people can't just say Amory. Because I'm sure when you guys have like heard people talk about me or whatever, some people still say Anne-Marie. And I just like don't understand because there's no ends involved whatsoever. At first, I thought it was Amory. Amory? That makes yeah. sense. Like, it's uh, like, hey, Marie. Hey, Marie. I've never met a van, just to let you know. You're the only van I know. Okay, well, you, well, you know Van Tate. I well ne- well okay. That's you know true. the good one. That's that's interesting though because I don't know any other vans. I'm being serious. Like I've only met like five my whole life. Van Tate being one here. Somebody told me there's another van in town that I haven't met. Uh, one of my high school friends, his dad was named Van. Really? Yeah. And then the craziest one ever is I was at a oh what's that burger restaurant called? I was at a Fuddruckers mm. out of town on like a a baseball trip and they said van your order is ready and you're like that's me and i walk up to get my order and there's a complete another human named van and i was like what is going on here wow and now it's so weird like uh, apparently there's another third van lurking around albuquerque somewhere but the two vans that everyone knows are both in sports entertainment you know one obviously is more heralded and been doing it for longer (laughs) But it's so weird. The only two vans people have ever heard of are both in sports entertainment in Albuquerque. What are the friggin' odds? Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, I was thinking you guys are the only vans I know, like all across the country. Been been all over the country. Never met. Only two vans I know. Yeah, five total my whole life for me. You would think it'd be more. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I know by proxy conversations every other person who knows a van in their life because there's like, oh, I know a van. I know someone else with a weird niche name that no one has. Well, I appreciate the nicknames, and <laughs> I'm going to stick with the pimp story when it absolutely how Amory evolved into my stage name. Yeah, because you had to to you can't 
start pimping in your own name. You can't. What's on your birth certificate can't be your pimp name. You have to earn your pimp name. And apparently, a bouncer from some New York bar that you used to pimp for <laughs> titled you a Marie. I mean, and I how think that's a great, stupid. That's a great origin story. A lot of money to bring hot girls to clubs. I was like, this is the dumbest job ever. I want in. Yeah, that's fantastic. Come on, I was like their secret weapon. I didn't know you could get paid for it. I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> Just one girl well, at a time. If, if you ever want to start a new hustle here, I know we don't really have cl- a club scene here, but just go to a big city and it's a it's a thing. No, I can't do that now. I'm 41 years old. I'm the creepy um, guy I'm now. I'm pretty sure that's who was the club promoters, except Ew. the guy who gave me the name when I was a 21-year-old girl. No, you were 21. They were probably like 27 and you thought they, they were, were 40. 41. Exactly. <laughs> they just I do feel old now, Van. Yes. Because we are. When I'm out and I, and uh, I, have, have you ever been to Chiba Hut? Oh, of course. Okay, I went to Chiba Hut. This is when I felt old. I went to Chiba Hut and I was waiting for my sandwich and we like grabbed a cocktail while we were waiting because I have like a bar there. Yeah. And these kids were trying to make me drink the Audios Mother Effers okay. on special. And then the other special was like, I don't know, the Green Hulk whatever and Jaeger and... Twisted teas, which I do love a twisted tea for birdie juice, but I, that's when I, I felt old recently. I was like, no, I'm not drinking this. I'm not an amateur. I I was uh, on a dinner date at Chiba Hut. Uh, it was I late, love Chiba Hut. It was late night, and literally the only things open were Chiba Hut and Frontier Restaurant. Mm, yes, yeah, hard. Hard when it gets late. Yeah, I know. Flip a coin. They're both good late night. And I ordered uh, like a whiskey ginger or something, and the person with me ordered a proper... Moscow Mule, and apparently they have the proper copper Moscow Mule cups there. Oh. And I guess thefts of their nice glass <laughs> and copperware are through the roof. So we had to put down a deposit just Stop. to have a Moscow Mule. Yes. See? You they feel old it. when you go to Chiba Hut. They, they took her friggin' ID to get a Moscow Mule because they served it in their nice copper Moscow oh Mule cup. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, kids, hey, stoners, the food is fantastic at Chiba Hut. Quit stealing their dishes. God, that's so funny. Okay, sorry, that we went way off subject right now, but I appreciate it. I'll tell you back. let's talk some NFL when we get back. Yes. Less nickname talk and more <laughs> NFL talk when we get D-hop back. D-hop talk? I can do some D-hop. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Come on, yeah, come on. You better give me that. Welcome back to the program. How many stations are here at the cluster? Six? Give or take. I went to... Also, on this, I don't know how you guys feel, Coca-Cola over Pepsi every time. Just going to say that. Is there a debate? I don't... There should not be. There was one in the 80s. And Coke settled that one. When they went to New Coke... To trick you into thinking that you lost original Coke, and then they went back to original Coke. And you're like, oh, that's right. As far as marketing goes, one of the best moves I've ever seen. Uh, the only reason Pe- Pepsi exists is because they're riding the coattails of Mountain Dew. That's what's keeping PepsiCo afloat, is Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's unique. It's way better than Mellow Yellow. Oh, God, it's not even close. Mountain Dew's good. It's, like, actually good. I messed with some Mountain Dew Zero free plug right now you're welcome a little mixy boy 
He's his little mixy boy? Of course. That's what it was made for. If you didn't know that, Mountain Dew was made to mix with uh, Prohibition Hooch. With that said, I missed the last segment because there was like an alarm going off here in the building. Uh-oh. That so, means someone's off air. Yeah, I went to get a Coca-Cola. Okay. There was like an alarm. Not a Pepsi, though. Not a Pepsi. No way. So I was like, well, I'll try to troubleshoot this. The alarm's still going off. Is oh, my it God. Us? Is it louder now that you touched it? All right, listen. Friend of the show, we need you right now. 505-246-0610. Text us if you can hear us. Because there's an alarm going off in the building. I thought it was a fire alarm. I don't alarm. think it's us. Also, I was going to come rescue you guys. No, we'd immediately got texts that were off air. We like would have. Oh, yeah, for sure. You missed something big. Amory used to be a pimp in New York. What? Yeah. Like, show, that's I, what you missed. That's where, that's where we talk about name origin. Remember you teased that you're going to figure out why her, why my name is Amory? Yes, obviously. I remember the tease that I did several minutes ago. Because she thwarted the legal system and changed her name so she could pimp out young women in New York City. What? To nightclubs. Facebook.com yep. slash TalkABQ for the live stream. Amory, do me a favor and dust your shoulder off. I'm going to see if your, if your story checks out. Okay, it uh, does. It does check out. Okay. That's the one designer. Dan Levitar, are you familiar with him? He used to be famous. <laughs> that, you, that has changed. He uh, is... Where is this going? Free shot out here. He's one of my all-time favorites. I think our program, our only comp, would be him or McAfee. And we've heard that a lot, and I'm, I take that as a compliment. I agree. Yeah. So Dan Levitard used to be on terrestrial radio. I believe he only does digital stuff now. Sure. Okay. Miami-based, question mark? Miami, yes. So keeping in mind that he's a Miami Heat fan, mm-hmm. keep that in mind. He is saying that Adrian Wojnarowski, yep, who, worked, was a, was a okay. who works for ESPN. NBA insider, yes. He is saying that he's being paid off by Portland. And he's agenda-based and shilling to the dollar of Portland to run Damian Lillard's name through the mud. Says Miami's number one super fan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where did you read this? The internet. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Are you familiar with threads? Uh, uh, I... You I'm know what? Yet. Actually, I'm I not. I am so sick of just every... I'm not doing another social media platform. Man, that's why you didn't know about this hot take no, story. No, I have threads, and I downloaded it, and I made a profile. Dump I just your, haven't looked at it. Dump your Twitter. Yeah, get rid of Twitter. No. You should do it. If you go no, to, if you I go have to, loyal fans on there. No. If you go to our thread, they'll no. follow you to threads. If yeah, loyal. follow the no, threads. No, I, I like Twitter. Also, and I say this all the time whenever Van and I go to restaurants that have multiple dessert options, I say this all the time, Amory. I say, why not both? Mm. You can do both. Por que no los dos? Por que no los... Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) I love broadcaster, reporter. All right, here's the hierarchy. It goes like this. The number one guy in sports is the play-by-play guy. That's the number one job in sports. Broadcasting. Yes. Yeah. Underneath them, color commentary guy. Underneath them, sideline reporter guy. Underneath them, morning talk. Underneath them, afternoon drive. And underneath them, beat reporters, like the the kind of that's left. 
Like, we're near the bottom, but we're better than these people. That's nice. We're better than embedded guy. We're not better than morning show guy or team broadcaster. I'll give you that. Okay. And I love... In the hierarchy. Yeah. Not by the product. When you say we, do you mean like all three of us? Yes. 100% yes. All of us together. I was just one to make You took a a demotion to get here. You're slumming. I know. (laughs) Slumming with number one. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) And this is where it gets interesting. And this is historical hierarchy. Yeah, because the one I left out is the one Not content or product. No. Historical hierarchy, because there's one more on this historical hierarchy that I didn't hit. Okay. And that's podcaster. Mm-hmm. Podcaster is the scum between my toes. Podcaster. Not our podcast, though. It's fantastic. Yes. Get mm-hmm. ours. Yeah. With the letters K and ML on it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. And Dan Levitard has fallen so far from grace mm-hmm. that he's just a podcaster now. And I love punching up. I love the idea that he wants to fight with Adrian Wojnarowski about how his team doesn't get leverage anymore to get Damian Lillard. This one story you can miss me with, but okay. the bigger story is he's right. All of these beat reporters, all of these NFL insiders, you know how you get this inside information? Because they leak what they want to you. Yeah, you're not special. This thing is airtight. These operations are airtight. There are very few investigative journalists out there who actually get to the bottom of the story, oh. who break the real news. It's usually just some homers for some organization who are like, oh, my God, Saquon won't sign the franchise tag, and he's going to sit out. Yeah, it's because they want you to know that. It's like this. Like Jeremy Shap. Is an investigative reporter. Okay. He's going to give you stories. Dick Shap, his dad, did sure. all that Bobby Fisher stuff. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski is a loser who answers his phone on the first ring. That's why he's an insider. Because when NBA team and player and agent and whoever knows that they can get a story out, he'll, he leaves his read receipts on so that everyone knows he's going to tweet it real fast. Dan Lemitar's not that guy. You and I are not that guy. The amount of breaking news that is brought by this program, very little. If a team, or we, this happened to us literally today. The United send us a thing, and they're like, "Hey, we're player signing, blah blah blah, this and that." We're, you know what we're not going to do? Tweet it out at noon before their press conference on Threads. Right. We're not going to thread it out. Also, follow Talk ABQ on Threads where we're doing um, Stormwatch 2023. How long are we leaning into this? Are we doing a little 30-day, doing a 60-day, doing a 90-day? Stormwatch 2023 is where we only post pictures of Dylan Storm. Yeah, our threads is dedicated to voice of everything here in Albuquerque, Dylan Storm. Lobos, Ice Wolves, and Isotopes. Correct. Stormwatch 2023. I'm a storm chaser. Are you a storm chaser, friend of the show? Hey, t-shirt idea. Okay. T-shirt idea. Silhouette of Dylan Storm's head, but the teeth are obviously super white and perfect, and then Storm Chaser on it. Yeah, and do you remember the show, The Sports Reporters? This is a kind of niche reference No clue. So it was like late 90s, early 2000s. It was a a Sunday show. Oh, news radio. Sunday show on the four-letter network where it has like the actual... 
the actual sports investigated journalist of note, like Gary Thorne, Dick Shap, John Saunders. This Mike, from the eighties. Mike Lupica, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I'm not familiar, but keep going. Um, there's some other big guys who who came from there. I can't remember them off the top of my head. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, it was like really hard hitting investigated journalism. What's it called? The Sports Reporters. Okay. And it's just a, a round table of all like the most credible journalists. And they oh, would, I do know what you're talking about. I they, know exactly what you're talking and about. And they would tell actual insider stories. Yeah. And it lasted I don't know, a few years. Dick Schaap was on it. This is yeah. this goes all the way back to the 80s. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, anyways, it it became Homer esque. I would say 2010 maybe, where they're just talking about stories that you know NFL or the four letter network, whatever wanted them to talk about John Saunders. And it, and it, yeah. John Saunders. Yeah. yeah. And it lost its edge and you could see it change. And it's the same thing. Now, if they couldn't have their cake and eat it too, if they couldn't be on the network and talk about the sports they wanted to, mm-hmm. that was the death of investigative journalism. So Dan Levitard is right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys are getting fed the information that they want to put out. Very rarely is it actual investigative journalism where they uncover the story and they expose all the Gruden stuff, all the Snyder stuff. That's don't, all by design. Don't call yourself a beat reporter or an investigative reporter. Don't brand yourself as something that's not PR if you're only PR. Right. And if that's your thing. You're a plant. Yeah, cool. Yeah. The NFL Network is owned by the NFL. Don't trust reporting on the NFL Network. Yeah. Major League. They will tell you exactly what they want <laughs> yeah. you to hear. The MLB Network is owned by Major League Baseball. Yeah. If they're telling you something, they want you to know it. You already want to know it. Yeah. These are not ESPN and Fox and NBC and Altitude and Bally's and all these things. They're all owned by these things. Like, it's not, there's not a opinion here that's going to go against the thing they want ever. Ever. Not a once. If Adrian Wojnarowski changed his byline to hype guy for the NBA, I'd be like, that tracks. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, duh. Don't tell me there's any sort of, I don't want to use the word character because that's heavy, but don't just don't misrepresent. Eh. Well, I mean, we're in the industry. We know better. Casual fan doesn't know better. No. Casual fan doesn't know it's a friggin' you you know this WWE style it's a work. work. It's a work. The whole thing. Yeah. You know what the best NBA talk is? You could trade Tyler Hero and some picks <laughs> for Dame Lillard. You could do that. Here's the problem. Tyler Hero, he's a white dude. And he does not perceive to have the same value as Damian Lillard because of the culture of the league. The NBA is not going to talk about that. That's a done deal otherwise. This thing will be over. Futures and a guy that can play like Tyler Hero for Dame, call it done. They won't do it. Playing with the point guard they picked to replace Dame. What's his name? Scoot? Right. Cool. Won't happen. And the NBA won't talk about that. There's an actual story. If Tyler Hero was, I don't know, of different descent, this thing would be done already. Dan Lambertar wouldn't be talking. I mean, And the truth is, Portland's front office came out and said verbatim, uh, we are willing to wait months. But yeah, we'll we'll do this as long as it takes to get the right deal to extract the most value out of this all NBA player. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 
that's the correct answer because that's what they're going to do. But the sexy answer is Tyler Hero doesn't want to go there because he's not valued. Yeah. Yeah. And also you get that from, like, the corniest fans. If Tyler Hero was of color and a higher draft pick, this deal would have been done already. No, it won't. That's dumb. It still could be centered around Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero can go to another team in a three-way trade for more assets and draft picks. Or, hear me out, the front office is doing their due diligence because guess what? It's not friggin' basketball season. It's a front office season where he's going to take as many phone calls and yeah. as many emails and get the best friggin' offer for his player who wants out of town. If you move Tyler Hero to Boston and you move, um, what's the name of the kid, Brown? Jalen Brown. Brown. To Portland, you move Dame to Miami, everyone wins. Send some picks towards Boston's way. Yep. Called them. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Sports Animal. Amory, kill the music. I need you to defend the Minnesota Vikings, okay? Okay. Good luck. Pro Football Talk from NBCSports.com says, Unlike most quarterbacks... Kirk Cousin avoids any and all football work during his in-season days off. How come Kirk Cousins doesn't care about the Vikings as much as the Vikings fan base? He does care. I'm telling you what this article mm-hmm. says. Did you remember your whole last um, segment talking about writers and reporters and whatnot? Who, who said this? NBCSports.com, Pro Football Talk. I know. Who said it, though? Stand by. I'm going to get it for you. Okay. (laughs) A guy named Mike Florio. Oh, he's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And what what did he say? trusted source. He said Kirk Cousins doesn't care? He says, Kirk Cousins avoids any football work on his day off each week. Good for him. It's his day off. That would be my Sunday, unless there's like a pre-planned special event. Hey, I've seen Kirk Cousins take a lot of Sundays off. Yeah. Night games for sure. Not 13 of them last year. Primetime games, all of them. Quote, no, nope, not all of them. If we're on a Sunday to Sunday <laughs> schedule, unlike most quarterbacks, I choose to take Tuesday entirely off. Good for him. Doesn't care about winning. And yeah, good like, for him speaking up for it. And speaking up. That's what I like about Kirk. Doesn't care. Just says what it is. At first, it threw coaches off a little bit. Wait a minute. Our starting quarterback's not going to be in the building all day on Tuesday. We're not even going to see him. But it's just something I felt was important. On Tuesday, I'll do anything that isn't football. They're never going to say anything nice about Kirk Cousins, and I'll tell you that. He's saying this himself. Like no, a, like no a, I'm saying like just in general. like No one's ever going to write or do anything good. Say n- There's never going to be a positive thing about Kirk Cousins. If you're a professional athlete and you do nothing for a day, that's part of the plan. No. It's called a recovery day. Your body needs it. Uh, let me tell you about a guy. You getting, like, taking a day off and having a nice meal and relaxing with your family and getting a massage, like, that's part of the plan. If you were talking about The Rock, yes, but you're not. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a good comp, Michael Phelps. Look, he's, Kirk Cousins is still the 15th and a half best quarterback in the world. It's generous. That's really good. It's no, good. he's exactly 15 and a half. <laughs> Michael Phelps famously said, one day off is two days to recover from that day off. 
and it's apparent with Kirk Cousins that one day off is two weeks to recover. Who's 10 through 15 on the quarterback list outside top 10? Quarterbacks? Yeah, and the NFL in the world. Let's ask Wayne. Friend of the show, Wayne, joining us on the program. Wayne, how are you, brother? I think uh, Dak's first got like 14. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good answer. Black Kirk Cousins. I, I think talking about Kirk Cousins is probably 15. But in any sense, though, I think if you watch the whole uh, – documentary about documentary. the quarterback stuff. But actually, Kirk Cousins takes a full day off every even during the season uh, just to be with his family. And it definitely seems like family is important to him. And I think even for me, when I go to job interviews, I do computer engineering, and they always ask me, well, what makes you a better computer engineer? And I told them taking time off and taking a break. And when I'm off from work, I coach football and do other sports and Tell other things too which I think we all need. And I think sometimes fan bases think they need to bleed purple and gold or blue and silver or whatever colors they need to bleed just to be a good quarterback. And I think sometimes when you get older and been in the league for a while, you need that mental reset. I think you guys take breaks off too. And I think it's fair for anybody. I think it's it's human nature. And I think it's it's best for people to kind of put your family first because after football is over and after our jobs are over, all we have left is, is our family. And it was cool to see that whole uh, documentary about him. I, I guess she gave more root and interest for him uh, because he definitely seems more like uh, has, has his values in place and, and his uh, priorities in place, which is I think is good. I think I think that's good for any quarterback. I think you notice when there's not when there's personal things going on and you don't have your home life in place. Look at Tom Brady's season last season. He had a lot of personal stuff going on, and, and it really affected his playing on the field. I think that that's, that's a huge impact on people and how they how they perform and how they handle their family. And I think uh, behind every successful man is a is a strong woman. And I think uh, having a good family background is is important. But that's just my take. On. I mean, good answer. I mean, great answer. Good yeah, answer. nailed it. I mean, Wayne, great job. Thanks, Wayne. Good job. I like that a lot. Now, the one thing Lane Wayne left out, and this is not Wayne's fault. Amory, I don't know how to hang up phone calls. I, I know. The, it's weird. The Sorry, I tried to. We were, it was a tag team, and I don't know what. We got it. We did it. So I'm familiar with NFL fans because I know them. They care about football more than their own families. I know that for a fact. I see it. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins cares about his own family more than he does the NFL. NFL fans should hate Kirk Cousins, but apparently NFL they don't. NFL fans do hate Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, Wayne is a really good friend of the show. Half? Yeah, yeah. he's great. What he, a dude. Also, he's just a great caller in general. Think He calls on KKOB as well. Calls the National. I heard him calling National over the weekend. Really? Just no. dedicated. I, I Thank you, yeah. Wayne. I was listening to CBS National, and they go, Wayne from New Mexico, and I go, damn it! That's why he needs time off. Graduated, to to us. graduated from us at the show. Hey, yeah, Wayne's talking about... Uh, Congratulations on the call-up. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne doesn't take days off from calling. Mm. All right. I have the list here of quarterbacks better. Yeah. I'm No, and not top 10. I'm talking t- and not Dak Prescott. Give me 10 through 14. All right. So you want everyone on outside of the 10 up to Kirk We know Cousins. like the top like 10. Okay. Right. First, let's just get them out of the way. Mahomes, Burrow. No, we don't Allen, need the top ten. Herbert, Rogers, Jay- Lamar Jackson, Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. Not in that order, but yes. And Tua. Okay, I was Tua? saying Tua is the highest rated quarterback in the NFL last year. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Okay. Okay, give me I would take Brock Purdy. 
Jared Goff. I would take Jared Goff. Geno Smith. I would take Geno Smith. So we're talking about the last season, not just overall. No, overall. Overall. Danny Jones, maybe? Those are the guys that I'd put in front of Kirk Cousins. That's where the list kind of And then it's ends. Dak Prescott, then it's Kirk Cousins? I got yeah. Dak Prescott just the slightest bit ahead of Kirk Cousins. I mean, I got Matthew Stafford ahead of Kirk Cousins. Aside- I got Deshaun Watson ahead of Kirk Cousins. Oh, okay. I forgot about the rapey guy. I got Derek Carr ahead of Kirk Cousins. And then Kirk Cousins. Oh, you know what? Next- Justin Fields. You really Justin like Justin Field. Fields. I love Justin Fields. I was going to say that. Now, hold- After next year, I'll have Justin Fields like around number 10. Jimmy Garoppolo. You have Brock Purdy. Oh, I do. I do not. Jimmy Garoppolo gets to play all the time is going to be ahead of him. Nah, he ain't going to play. He's done. Also, I just recently saw where Wait, I need to write all this down, DeAndre so. Hopkins picked Ryan Tannehill over Kirk Cousins. So that makes Ryan Tannehill He didn't pick better. him over Kirk Cousins because he wasn't going to go to Minnesota. There was no meeting, no nothing. He picked, he picked actually, the Titans over the Patriots. Remains to be seen about Bryce Young. Also, the Titans have beat the Patriots every single season for like the last four years, so it doesn't even matter. From the live texter, Tumanon is fantastic, and I give it an A Marie plus and a six foot six out of five stars. Who is that? Jim Rome who? Yeah, buddy. That's Aww. a friend of the show. Shout out to three six five seven. Yeah, thirty six fifty seven bringing the heat. I don't want Kirk Cousins on my team. Look, your attitude towards the NFL in real life is his attitude to playing in the NFL in real life. <laughs> He's awesome. like, this is my job. Yes. You're not going to keep me from seeing my family. I'll be prepared on game day unless it's under the brightest brights on television. Coming off his best season. Well, it's Justin Jefferson's best season. Because hey. of Kirk Cousins. The sim- okay. Because uh, sim- of each other. Mm. And because of a new coach, finally mm. an offensive-minded coach. Kirk Cousins. The three losses they had last year because of the defense, not because of the offense, not because of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins having the thirty-first ranked defense last year, having his best season, is not At impressive. Thirteen and three compared to regular other, season compared to other Kirk Cousins seasons. Yes, it is. Kirk Cousins could easily he just keeps have getting better. His, yeah. Yes, yeah, he does get better because he started very, very bad. Right. Uh, well, in Washington. Uh, yeah. yeah, that last one was the best Bee Gees record. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to all the other Bee Gees records, that last one, mm-hmm. woo, buddy. God, I can't believe he's putting up these super impressive numbers. He's not. The Detroit, what do you mean? The Detroit Lions hard knocks is only good because it was against the Dallas Cowboys hard knocks. So right, funny. exactly. Okay. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. Whenever we get back, today's I-9 varsity, I-9 varsity of, what did I write down here? Must interviews before we die. Okay. That's a good one. We could do a lot more than one segment on this one. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We came to play. We came to play. Our off-air segments are good. Can't be on air most Cannot of the time. Cannot be on air. League Office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of must interviews before we die, okay? I will go last. Amory, you go first. Kurt Cousins, just kidding. Um, Good answer. Mediocre answer. Pretty available. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, 
So mine would have to be kicking off with Ken Griffey Jr. That one's doable. Okay. We can Wait, get... is it doable or like totally can't? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, sure, I, I know. Like, I feel like interviews in general, they're possible, but I'm doing b- before I die. I feel on a sports talk radio show, you can get Ken Griffey Jr. pretty easily. Okay, well, that's that's before I die. Okay, okay. good answer. Van? I'm just going to uh, list off like all of my favorite people <laughs> from like each genre of stuff that I like. Hold on. You don't want to meet your heroes. We've been over this. It's a good point, but well, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, Barack Obama. Good answer. Okay, I'm going to go Barack Obama. That would be a good one. Because, number one, he's wildly intelligent. Yeah. Okay, this is not even political. Wildly intelligent. He's fun. He's funny. He's got good taste in music and movies. And I feel like after a cocktail, once we're off air, he could tell some sweet stories. Would you hit him with the, hey, can I get your cell? No, he'd ask for mine. Okay. Yeah. So we did not we did not do collusion on our list. Okay. My number one is Michelle Obama. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, to tell to tell you the stories that Barack would tell you. Yes, yeah. the real yeah. stories. This is if Netflix was to do a show called Presidents mm-hmm. and it opened up with Michelle Obama instead of Brittany Marchand or whatever this girl's name is. Be tolerable. It'd be way better. Yeah. So give me Michelle Obama on That's my list. That's a good list. one. Hey, Marie. Michael Jordan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, Legends. Okay. This is only posters that Amory had on her wall. Correct. Or might yeah. still have. Might still have <laughs> in the Woe Man Cave. Van? Uh, I'm going to go Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, good Whoa, answer. Oh, man. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. Daniel Ooh, I Day got Lewis. My next one. Who I. <laughs> Stupid. More posters. She just remembered she had other posters. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett. Daniel Day-Lewis is not the greatest actor of our generation. Okay. He's the greatest actor in the history of cinema. There might be some truth And I would love picking his brain on the Motion Picture Association and his weird-ass life. Remind me to talk to you uh, after the show about this. I'm personal friends with his nephew. Okay. And this seems like a doable endeavor. Let's get Amory King Griffey Jr. and let's get me Daniel Day-Lewis. I got a handful of childhood inspirations in the world of broadcasting. Okay. Give me David Letterman. Aww. Put David Letterman on the list. Interesting. It's a very yeah. good one. Yeah, he... Uh, it's a very good one. Like, I think, similar to A. Marie, recognized there was no money in stand-up comedy, right. got into the world of talk show hosting, uh, to me, is the gold standard. Give me David Letterman. Okay. It's so true. <laughs> a. Marie. I was like, okay. Uh, next, John Daly. Good answer. Oh, yeah. I just want excellent answer to hang out with John Daly. Excellent answer. One big problem, though. Why? He does the circuit, and you have to be the one to get him to not tell one of the four stories he tells every single time. I don't care. I, I'll listen to it. I think that's why I named no wrestlers. See, I, I looked at it in a way. I mean, obviously, it's the I-9 varsity. You make it whatever you want. I didn't look at it as, like, cool dudes I want to hang out with in yeah. interviews. Oh, that's what I did. I looked at, like, a way less rapey, like, Charlie Rose kind of thing. Good, yeah, Where just, answer. like, fantastically interesting interviews. With that being said, next on my I-9 varsity of interviews is yeah. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay. I think his perspective on art and fashion and style and what's happening in the world and how people of color are affected, especially in West Coast major metropolises, 
I think it would be wildly interesting. Also, he's a cool dude with a good sense of humor. I don't think all my interviews would be altruistic. I think I'd be trying to gain something. Uh-huh. Here we go. I want to learn a little something. Ah. I want to increase the product. Okay. I want to increase my penetration. Oh, giggity. Giggity. Give me Ira Glass. Ah, strong. I would put Ira Glass on the list. Interview the interviewer. Interview the interviewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I... Chapter one. Okay. That's what I want. Oh, is it my turn? It's Yes, it is your turn. <laughs> well, I, I just keep thinking about... Well, I'm doing cool people. Uh, Taylor Swift. Okay. I what, love Tay-Tay. What's the question you're going to ask her? Mm, I, I, you're not going to ask her one of the huge ones. As soon as she starts the answer, you go, sorry to interrupt. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but I'm a huge Swifty, and I, I would love to meet Taylor Swift and talk to her. She was in Denver last week, and I was I, know. I was lined up on going, but we had Duke City Championship Same. Wrestling, and I ended up making the last-minute decision boy to not go. They had back-to-back -back days, didn't they? They yep. did. Yeah. And I guess Paramore's following her around now? Yeah. Well, mm. Ben following her around. Following her around, Following. like opening. Yeah, they're the new opener for all the added tour dates. Can I, oh, man. What about a shoulda, wish I coulda interviewed someone because they're dead? Sure. I mean, throw it in for fun. I I Prince. I wish I could have talked to Prince. Which one? The music, the, the former? Or the <laughs> There's a lot of princes you know, the singer, musician. throughout world history. You know Prince? Oh, just Prince, the musician. Yeah. Yes. Vikings fan. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I have one that, like, if I could have interviewed Roddy Roddy Piper, I'd have been into that. Like, he's, like, he's gone, obviously, but that would have been one. Right. You know who's the, the like, the clock is ticking down on that I would interview, like, in a heartbeat? Carol Burnett. Oh, okay. She's 90. She comes up a lot in lists like this. She's one of your all-time favorites. Carol Burnett, comedically... Is there are like two? Carol Burnett and Dana Carvey to me are untouchable. Kind of geniuses. Yeah, and they're comedic yeah, stylings for sure. Geniuses. If you know me in person or interact with Dana me in person, Dana Carvey is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I physically try to emulate a lot of Dana Carvey in comedy. Hmm. Very funny. Also, Carol Burnett, and I want to give her a kiss. Aw, but like a little, a nice one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a friend, a little forehead smooch. Like that I want her to give me one. Oh, I wanted to say you're precious. Okay, we can make that happen too. <laughs> I'm redheaded. Like we have a little cult. Fun little 45 minute banger tomorrow. That's going to be good for the program. Isotopes baseball is at five o'clock. Amory, thanks. Van, check out the opening drive tomorrow with Jeff and JJ. Everyone, they're going out to Vegas. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh, Vegas, good. baby, Vegas. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.